Alright, wall fans, common sensors, podcast consumers. Welcome to episode 101 of Go Tell to the Wall Podcast. I'm, of course, your favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. And after the benchmark episode that was episode 100 last week, uh, we've got lots of great stuff for you tonight. Also, a couple of announcements. So, without further ado, let's let's get into some things here. Uh, as always, social plugs. I've got a freak, another mosquito flying around the studio, top of the show, and I'm already dealing with one of these. Probably going to get bit again. Uh, like I said, <laughs> social plugs. Uh, you can keep up with us before episodes, during episodes, after episodes, whenever you so please, and you can do that in multiple locations. One of those would be Twitter. Head on over to Twitter, uh, follow our official Go Tell to the Wall podcast Twitter account, and that would be at Tell the Wall Pod. Hi, Bridget. Uh, also, you can follow my own personal Twitter account, which is at Magic Muppet. That's right. Follow both of those at Tell the Wall Pod and at Magic Muppet. At Tell the Wall Pod is actually on the board right behind me for those of you that are watching on the live feed. Uh, and at Magic Muppet is my own personal Twitter account. You're going to get a little more off the rails with at Magic Muppet. We keep things on the rails with at Tell the Wall Pod. At Magic Muppet, no guarantees things stay on the rails. But that makes sense because I, we don't keep the podcast itself on the rails most of the time. So it, it, it kind of goes hand in hand with that. Uh, you can, of course, also keep up with us on, on Facebook. We're currently live on Facebook right now. Head on over there, facebook.com slash go tell to the wall. Like our page, check back off, and that's going to be a great way for you to keep up with any announcements, anything new coming down, uh, you know, new concepts, all that good stuff, and any kind of changes in scheduling, which I'm going to talk a little bit about shortly here. Uh, so again, facebook.com slash go tell to the wall. And of course, YouTube. We are on YouTube. We have a very active YouTube channel. Uh, head on over to YouTube. Search Go Tell to the Wall. You're going to find our channel. Uh, please subscribe, like videos, share the videos, do all of the things. On YouTube, you're going to find not only the live feeds for every single episode, uh, but you're also going to find all of our beer reviews, all of our episode clips that go up there, as well as our parenting playlist, which has some clips, has some stuff that was specially recorded uh, and or done live for, for the parenting audience. So make sure you are also checking us out on YouTube. And of course, most importantly, all encompassing of those things I just mentioned would be SeanO'RourkeLive.com. Also on the board behind me for those of you that are on the live feed. That's right, SeanO'RourkeLive.com. That is my official website. That is the official website for everything. Go tell it to the wall. And if you go there, you're actually going to find links to all those things I just mentioned, as well as things you're not going to find anywhere else, such as blog posts, photos, uh, videos, all kinds of good stuff. So if you remember none of those things I just mentioned, most important would be SeanO'RourkeLive.com that will literally take you to all the other things that I mentioned, uh, as well as give you access to things that you're not going to find anywhere else. So bookmark, check back often. You're also going to find our Patreon page link on there. If you see fit and you have the means to do so, please, please, please help us out financially. Keeps this studio running, keeps the podcast running, keeps everything Go Tell It to the Wall running and in order. Eh, as in order as it can be considering how we kind of run things here at the, the Go Tell It to the Wall studio. Uh, again, make sure you, you check out our Patreon page. All right, before I get into beer this week, Centibration. I have been teasing it a little bit here for a while, uh, probably since like episode 97, 98. That is the official name that we are using for the episode 100 celebration. So here's the thing. For those of you that only listen to the audio, especially uh, don't follow us on any of the social platforms. We, ha we actually have like well over 10,000 people that do that. Uh, you're not going to find an episode next Thursday or next Friday morning, rather when the actual episode gets posted. We will not be recording on Thursday next week. Uh, there's actually timing worked out well. There's multiple reasons for that. My wife is leaving to go to China again, and it just ta it takes a lot out of me when it's just me and the kiddo here. Uh, so it makes it more difficult to record on Thursdays, honestly. But on top of that, we are doing the official Centibration next Saturday, a week from this Saturday. It's going to, oh my gosh, now, uh, the Saturday the 29th, I had dates wrong even when I was confirming them with Bridget and Chris the other day. Uh, but it's going to be next Saturday, the 29th. I believe it's the 29th. Hopefully I'm not giving you wrong dates. Uh, we will be going live on that date with the official Centibration episode. So it's not going to be episode 102. It's going to be the Centibration uh, episode 100 celebration with our very own 
Bridget and Chris Hassong in studio, as well as some of our other wall supporters, people that really have been with us since the beginning, and some of our fans that, that have been listening since the beginning uh, through all 100-plus episodes. So look forward to that. Mark your calendars if you do want to check out the live feed, because we will have a live feed going. I'll have the official live feed going. I'm also going to give permission... Uh, to to other people that are in the studio uh, to, to just go ahead and have fun and record. So you might you might be finding it like everywhere. And, and we'll kind of push all that out as, as we're, we're making our way toward that Saturday uh, as well as during the actual episode because we're going to keep it very loose and fun. We're basically going to throw a party here in the studio uh, with me sitting in the chair and maybe shifting some other people into the chair as we move along. We're going to have a few drinks, maybe some other things, and just have some fun with it uh, and, and also give everyone an opportunity to get to know uh, our on-air producers and many of our, our, our fans as well as other people that, that work on things behind the scenes because I think that's very important. Now, we, we did that during the Star Spangled episode, but we're really going to have fun and a celebration. And trust me, if you're not here, you're going to be jealous that you're not here. Uh, and don't start sending me emails and saying, I want to come. No, <laughs> this isn't like every single person that's ever listened to Go Tell to the Wall. These are people that are close to the podcast, uh, fans that have, have been engaging since episode zero, essentially. Uh, so, so look forward to that uh, and make sure you're following us on the social platforms because all of those announcements will go out uh, kind of more directly over the next week to give everyone reminders that no episode Thursday, blah, 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 party on Saturday, do some things, have some fun. So look forward to that, the centibration. All right, lastly, beer this week. Oh, I'm excited about this one. This was actually a ran totally random find. I was looking for beer this week uh, and happened to come across this one. It's from Carl Strauss Brewing. It's the Boat Shoes Hazy IPA. That's right. Mm. Super tasty. If you're not familiar with Carl Strauss, they are a, a, a brewery out of San Diego. Uh, I... They're not quite as big as like Sam Adams, but they're still they're in this like mid tier mid tier kind of brewery range. Uh, very tasty. I've never had a bad beer from Carl Strauss. I've had beers that I didn't like as much as other beers, but I've never had a bad one. Uh, so check them out. This is definitely a seasonal one. Uh, Boat Shoes Hazy IPA. It's a summer summer hazy IPA. Sitting at seven point two percent. So it's right in that range where you'd expect a lot of the the new kind of hip hazy IPAs to be. Check them out, Carl Strauss. I enjoy them, and, and you know you know me, I love any kind of San Diego, not any kind necessarily, but most San Diego breweries, and this is one uh, that was, this was around before the big craft brewing boom happened in the early 2000s, they've been around forever, uh, and if, if you're braving Disneyland, I don't know if it's changed since then, but if you're braving Disneyland in this ridiculous climate that is the, the Star Wars land and Galaxy's Edge and everything, uh, they... They did at one time have Carl Strauss in California Adventure, the park there. Yeah, so so check them out. Mm, I like it. Uh, Chris, you would also enjoy this beer. Definitely. I think Chris would enjoy this beer. Uh, Chris is not a big IPA fan. He does like, uh, he likes more of the browns and maybe, maybe a little pale ale, but I think you would like this one, Chris. My wife actually enjoyed it, which she is kind of my... Uh, barometer, that's the word I'm looking for as far as uh, IPAs being too hoppy and, and everything else. But she did enjoy this one, so so check them out. All right, moving along. Trending on social. Trending on social the past week or so. I've got some interesting things, some boring things, and some kind of controversial things to get into here. Kicking it off with hashtag bad game show ideas. This is a hashtag that was floating around the past week or so. Bad game show ideas. Uh, I did enjoy this one, and it, it's kind of fitting for Go Tell to the Wall. Uh, yet another Mark shared this on Twitter. Hashtag bad game show ideas. What's stuck in my beard? Question mark. And you can see from his avatar that he has a beard uh, much bigger than mine. So probably a bad game show, yet another Mark. But I, I get where you're going there. Uh, my idea for this one was uh, was guess this smell, which might not be that popular as a game show on television. My thought was more along the lines of the home edition. It's also kind of along the lines of the fact that I live in Los Angeles and I have a two-year-old at home. So really, no matter where I walk outside, I'm like, what is that smell? Oh, it's Los Angeles. When I walk inside, what is that smell? Oh, my kid needs to be taken for a diaper change or my kid might have thrown something against the wall that doesn't smell so great. Not that she's throwing like poop against the wall. Let's not get out of hand here. But there's a lot of what is that smell going on around my house. It happened just today. They're doing some construction on a house like across the street from me. And I walked out and it smelled like someone was light, just lighting plastic on fire. I was like, what is going on? 
so I, I realize that's not really that clever, but I was thinking the home edition. Everyone's into those essential oils. We'll just have funky smelling essential oils. And, and you put them in this home edition kit and kind of like the bean boozled. Yeah, I know things, kids. The bean boozled with the funky tasting jelly beans. Not They're not great. All right, moving along. Hashtag lies your parents told you. That's right. Hashtag lies your parents told you. We all had some of these. Uh, one of these I enjoyed in particular from Jay on Twitter. Uh, hashtag lies your parents told you. Stop cracking your knuckles all the time. You'll get arthritis. Yes, that was disproven uh, many years ago, I believe. There's actually another good one that I had seen on here earlier, and I'm not seeing it right in front of my face right now. Where was it? Yeah, I'm not even gonna look. I'm not gonna look further for. Oh, that was it. The the ice cream man. Uh, <laughs> the ice cream man only plays music when they're out of ice cream. The ice cream truck. Shouldn't say the ice cream man. Men, women, children. Well, probably not children. <laughs> no child labor. Uh, men and women are equally capable of of selling ice cream. It's kind of like the, it's that old adage: the mailman, the mail carrier. Like <laughs> it's that they're not necessarily a man. Uh, so, but that one. My parents never used that on me, but I know many parents that uh, really are using that currently. Uh, my favorite, though, and, and I thought about this f pertaining to me personally, and my favorite was when I was younger, I thought, based on my mo what my mother would tell me, I thought it was actually illegal to have the, the light in the back seat on. You know, you could turn on the light uh, or the overhead lights while you're driving. Thought it was illegal. Yes, and I realized that it's not safe and all these other things, and you say, well, it's not safe. No, my mother had me believing it was completely illegal like the light was on in the car you're getting pulled over by a police officer totally illegal and then as i grew up i realized oh no it's not illegal she just was trying to shut me up as i'm trying to turn lights on all throughout the car that was me as a kid too i was like why do they have lights in this car if i can't turn them on while we're driving the car now as an adult i'm like oh that's why <laughs> so you can see when you're getting in and out of the car okay that makes sense so uh, you know you've all had stuff that you know lies your parents told you uh, another one I enjoyed, hashtag odd reasons to drink. That's right. Hashtag odd reasons to drink. You know people had some fun with this one, uh, and people were sharing all kinds of great things, all kinds of great things. Um, and one in particular, what was, oh, that's what it was. Uh, celebrating an inheritance from Mickey5150. Uh, Celebrate, I'm not a, not a fan of that uh, Twitter handle there, but Mickey5150, sure. Uh, celebrating an, an inheritance Hashtag odd reasons to drink That is kind of odd uh, But of course I went with my own uh, For me Hashtag odd reasons to drink Getting ready to record a podcast I really don't drink without I really don't I really don't drink without recording I really don't record without having a uh, Having a beer or two And then we always have a a, uh, a weekly beer on here For go tell to the wall So odd reason to drink Gotta go to work I'm sure my kid's going to grow up and, and be like, that's weird. Why does daddy always, oh, I got to go in the studio and work, and he's holding the beer. <laughs> that's how things are done here, sweetheart. Uh, all right, one more ha one more of these silly hashtags I want to share with you, and then I got a couple of other stories trending on social. Uh, hashtag I'm so obsessed with. Hashtag I'm so obsessed with. These ones aren't as funny as, as I had anticipated. Uh, but if you want to share things that you're obsessed with, people are just sharing things they're obsessed with. A lot of people are obsessed with music, understandably so. Uh, I'm obsessed with common sense, personally. Absolutely obsessed. Uh, can't get enough of the common sense, and that's why I have a podcast more or less dedicated to common sense. That's right. Speaking of drinking beer, I got a, had a little, little burp coming up there. It happens. Mmm. All right, a couple more trending on social topics that I want to talk about. Uh, so I came across this article, actually from the New York Times. It's it's uh, it talks about hashtag honeymoons, and this was really interesting to me. Uh, and it's talking about a, a mainly around a particular influencer. I God, I hate that term, influencer, Instagram model, YouTuber, all these things. No, get a life. Let's not invent occupations. Calm down. I don't call myself a podcaster. Uh, anyway, this Natasha Huang Smith, Natasha Huang Smith, she spent her entire honeymoon a few years ago uh, chasing perfect pictures. So essentially, like the sunset pictures that you always see, and uh, which is funny. I 
I didn't even know the term for it, and I didn't. I, I've seen these photos, and people are always trying to take them. Uh, the mermaid pick. And this is where. I guess males can do it too. I've just never really seen males doing it, and they they would have to have long hair. But where where a female like gets in the ocean water and like flings their hair back, and it's caught at the perfect moment, and you're like, okay, okay, and everyone does the same damn thing. So you're just like, well, be original first of all. Uh, but she was shooting a bunch of these things to the point where her new husband, they, they're on their honeymoon. This is right after their wedding. Uh, started getting irritated with it uh, to the point where it really ruined his honeymoon. Really ruined his honeymoon because they spent the entire time uh, f- trying to find the perfect sunset, the perfect picture setting. And she was all about making sure that everyone knew her honeymoon uh, looked better than, than anyone else's out there. You got to put it on the Instagram. And it was her, the entire theme of, her, of their honeymoon. But the entire theme for her personally uh, was finding these fo- was just getting these photos. Just getting these photos. And the, there's talk. And in fact, I hate talking about them. Uh, for multiple reasons, uh, but especially because she, uh, so Kanye West and, and, and whichever Kardashian he's married to, whichever one of those. Oh, hi, Kevin. Kevin, you're getting an invite for next Saturday. If you're free, I'm going to be participating in the centibration. Uh, good friend, Kevin joining the live feed. And, and it talked about, because uh, apparently there was like a Kanye West and, and Kardashian photo after their wedding and they were like kissing. Well, apparently they spent four days, four days on their honeymoon editing. I'm not even kidding. It's it's right here in this New York, New York Times article. Four days editing this photo to make it perfect for Instagram so they could put it out to all their fans. Four days. Four fucking days on their honeymoon. Editing a photo. This is the world we live in, wall fans. This is the world we live in. And you know what I say? We live in just a disgusting society. And all I got to say is stop taking photos all the time just enjoy each other just enjoy each other yeah take a few photos you want to post a couple that's fine like but don't go crazy with this don't be setting up shots oh i gotta have the right time of day the magic hour like get out of here get out of here and this isn't a holier than thou thing that uh, you know i don't want to be that guy but when my wife and i went on our honeymoon we took a ton of photos ton of them We, we went snorkeling i took my gopro out tons of photos and we were at alani for our big honeymoon, paid for the full photo package. Just walked around with the photo pass card. If you've been to uh, Disneyland or Alani, you know how many of those we posted while we were there? Zero. Zero. You know why? Because I was spending that time enjoying it and enjoying the free time with my wife. That's what honeymoon should be for. So everybody calm down, calm down. I'm so sick of the stupid influencers and photos and everything. I see them all the time out here on the, on the street in Highland Park. My favorite is when they're posting in front of, uh, in front of graffiti. Like, haha, look how cool this is. And I'm like, haha, that's a big gang symbol. <laughs> like, you think it's cool? Good job. Good job. Ignorant assholes. <sighs> Speaking of controversial hashtags, not that that was an actual hashtag. Uh, there was a controversial hashtag that, that popped up this week. Uh, and it's hashtag how I fight depression. Hashtag how I fight depression. This, this started picking up steam like, just two days ago, or a day ago, whatever it was. Uh, okay, stop doing things, Google. I've got my computer doing things. Uh, and what happened was there actually was was a bit of backlash. I don't want to say there was a ton of backlash, but there was a bit of backlash. And you know me. I like very, very big proponent of mental illness awareness, mental health awareness, taking care of yourself. We've talked about this. We just came out of... Uh, Mental Health Awareness Month, uh, 20 days ago, because May was Mental Health Awareness Month. And I actually had to sleep on this for a minute, because I was was getting it. I I understood the point that people were, and and a lot of people were coming out and saying, there's no cure for this. There's no, there's no cure. It's not just a magic thing. It's not something you can make go away. It's something we just have to deal with. And I slept on it, because I very much believe that. I very much believe there's no cure for my obsessive compulsive disorder. There is no cure for my obsessive anxiety disorder. Uh, it can get better. It can be worse at times, but there's no cure. There's, there's no, there's helping it. There's no fixing it. But here's the thing with the hashtag. It's hashtag how I fight depression. Again, hashtag how I fight depression, not how I cure depression. There is a difference there. And that's when I slept on it and thought about it. I said, you know what? This is empowering people. This is something that that is a core belief of Go Tell to the Wall podcast, Go Tell to the Wall, anything that has to do with Go Tell to the Wall, the entire empire, like I like to say, because it's a it's an empire. Uh, but 
it's that's the most important thing is for people to be comfortable, for people to be open about it. So yes, if actually if you go search this hashtag, that's why I wasn't going through and looking at hashtags individually. Uh, there are people that, well, I watch my favorite YouTubers and stuff, and it's like, okay, well, that does seem superficial. But in the end, if that's what helps you fight your depression, go get it. Go do it. Get to it. That's you. You do what you've got to do to help your, you personally feel better in those moments. That's what's most important. We all know there's not a cure. There's people out there who will still say, well, just, just fix it. Just don't do that. Don't think like that. It's like, well, no, that's not how things work, but thank you. But in the end, it is a fight. We fight each day. For those of us that, and those of you out there that deal with this, you f every day is a fight. Every day. So if someone gets a few moments of solace out of sharing this hashtag, then that's fantastic then I have no problem with it. I don't think it's diminishing the importance of mental illness awareness, the importance of, of what people go through. I, do, I don't. I just don't. Uh, and for me, it's music. Music and meditation. Music and meditation uh, is, is what helps me to, uh, to, fight, to fight depression because it often comes. It often comes on very strong. Uh, and actually, something I had come up with as I was meditating a few weeks ago... Uh, there's actually a, a sportscaster who, who often talks about how he is able to clear his mind. And what he would do is he would envision windows. Uh, like, let's say you've got, you know, you've got a bunch of windows open on your computer and start closing the windows. I know that seems simple and just closing them, uh, but that was what helped him. And I came to this realization, realization a couple weeks ago, and maybe it will help you. Uh, and I don't know if you're familiar with this, but defragging a computer. And what you do is you have all these parts of the computer on your, like all these files on a hard drive, and it, it, when you defrag, it puts them all in a nice, neat little row instead of being all over the place. And I had that thought about my brain, about anyone's brain. Defrag your mind a little bit. Is it going to fix things? No, 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 no. And it depends what you go through and how you, how you deal with those things. For me, it is things all over the place, and my mind just goes everywhere. And so for me, thinking of it as defragging a hard drive and bringing all these things, they're not going away, they're still worries, but bringing them all into perspective and what I can then go through and deal with individually. So for me, that was helpful. For, for the, the, the sportscaster, John Ireland, that, closing the windows is helpful. For you, maybe one of those things is helpful, maybe it's not. But I'm going to throw it out there in case it is. All right, let's get into some entertainment news. Oh, entertainment news. Good old Disney. Oh, man, freaking. They're just, they're doing all the things. That's what they do. Star Wars Land. Uh, did you know what the Star Wars Land Galaxy's Edge? Batu. Batu. I actually know what Batu is. I've got a patch over here with the, with the name on it. Uh, Batu. when you're at Galaxy's Edge, you can actually purchase a $25,000 droid. A working droid, a remote-controlled droid, uh, a la... Uh, R2-D2, kind of in that style. Uh, for $25,000, you can go through and you can customize all these things to the point where you can make it a brand new droid or you can make it like kind of a battle-tested droid and it's got scuffs and everything else. Uh, for $25,000. Remote controlled. It's three and a half feet tall. So it's, I, I imagine that's close to actual size. Chris, hit me on that if that's about actual size of R2-D2 or, or droids along those lines in the Star Wars universe. Uh, so three and a half foot tall, remote controlled, customized. Uh, it does take about 90 days to actually arrive. 90 days to actually arrive at your house. Because you go there, you you build it, and then it's sent to your house. Uh, interestingly, a lot of people were like, well, clearly nobody's buying these robots. Well, Disney came out and they said in their first week, they had sold three of these $25,000 robots. And they have sold more since because it's been open for more than a week at this point. Uh, so they actually have sold a few of these $25,000 robots. Uh, wealthy Star Wars fans. They exist. They're out there. I mean, even if I had a ton of money, I don't know that I'd be paying $25,000 for a, a Star Wars droid, especially if I'm buying it at Disneyland. But for those of you out there who don't want to shell out $25K, they also have an option for a $100 custom 18-inch droid that is remote controlled. Uh, that's probably your better bet. Thank you, Chris. Yeah, uh, three and a half feet should be actual size on the R2-D2. Thank you. These are things, that's, this is why I have Bridget and Chris here helping me out because these are things that I should have before I come into the studio. Uh, but oftentimes I don't think about them until I'm sitting here on my actual microphone, so it happens. Uh, more news from Disneyland. Disneyland, they actually closed, well, they had plans 
to close down the Main Street Cinema. This is the movie theater that's right there on Main Street. For those of you familiar with Disneyland, they were going to close it down and turn it into a gift shop. Well, this news broke out to all the Disney freaks out there, and of course they lost their minds because the Main Street Cinema is a mainstay on Main Street. Haha, see how I did that? Mainstay on Main Street. Uh, and I get that. I'm not a big, huge Disneyland fan myself, but I do get that. And what happened was Disney realized the backlash and they came out and said they have no intentions right now to change the theater. They back they basically backtracked on what they were going to do as far as turning it into a gift shop. But I will say this for all of you out there that aren't aware of this. Uh, don't get it twisted. Product and food is the number one priority for Disneyland. It's number one. It's all about upsells. It is 100% about upsells when it comes to Disneyland. Uh, because once you've paid for your ticket and you're in the door, they want you spending more money. It's about the bottom dollar for Disney. Trust me. They want you spending more money. So that's why they try to cram as many gift shops as possible in there. I mean, I, you all know this because it, this is, goes back so, so like even before I was alive. That's why you get off most of the rides in Disneyland. It drops you into a gift shop. That's what they do. They want you spending more money because that's how they're going to make their money. That's right. All right, moving along here. Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. We've got some news out of Game of Thrones. No, not the final season, not all of that stuff. But regarding the prequel, the prequel that was greenlit at HBO, they've actually begun filming the prequel to Game of Thrones. They have just begun filming it. They are filming it in Northern Ireland. And I believe we talked about this before, but it's set thousands of years before the series that we just finished watching. Uh, we don't have a lot of information on it outside of we know it is starring Naomi Watts. Um, and they did they did offer up a tagline. Uh, where is it? I had a tagline here and now I cannot find it. No, I don't have a tagline here. I'm thinking about a different thing. Uh, but it is set a thousand, thousands of years before the actual Game of Thrones series that we just watched. So look forward to that. More info will come out. Uh, it's, and as I said, it's being shot in Northern Ireland where uh, very much uh, a lot of Game of Thrones, the original series, was shot as well. So that's probably going to look familiar to a lot of people. All right. Uh, let's see. Where am I? Oh, there we go. Netflix. Netflix and Murder Mystery. Uh, have you guys heard of this? This is actually the new one of the new Adam Sandler projects that just dropped. It's Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston. Some news came out. In fact, Netflix broke this news uh, that over 30 million accounts, over 30 million accounts, watched it in the first three days. I believe it launched. It was put up on Netflix about a week ago. 30 million people uh, watched in the first three days. Here's the thing with Netflix. They never share their actual numbers and we can't have that verified uh, because they're not on a Nielsen system. They don't, it's not verified like a box office, like box office numbers are. This is basically just Netflix coming out and saying, Hey, 30 million people watch this thing. The other interesting thing about that is, uh, in fact, to the point where I'm calling a little BS because HBO's numbers for the series finale of Game of Thrones were 19 million, just under 20 million people had watched it. So I'm calling BS on this because I can't imagine that many more people watched a movie they were completely unfamiliar with. Although it does make sense because Netflix is getting ready to, well, getting ready to really gearing up to compete with all of these other streaming services a la Disney+. Plus. Uh, CBS is also launching one. It's just a matter of I, somebody else is launching one too. Is it Comcast, NBC? Someone else is launching a streaming site. Uh, so they're really trying to inflate their numbers before all these other streaming services launch. And that well, that way, they can go to their investors and their subscribers and say, no, look at the quality content we have out. 30 million people. Yeah. I would think so too, Chris. Chris is pointing out that they should know better than any Nielsen box. I'm not saying the Nielsen boxes are uh, crazy accurate, but Netflix holds their numbers very, very close to the chest. They don't usually share these numbers. This isn't public. It's not public like box office uh, revenue with, with feature films and everything. Uh, so really, they could come out and say, 50 million people watched this, and we'd, we wouldn't have a way to disprove it. And maybe 30 million people did watch a terrible Adam Sandler movie. I, I don't know. I mean, a lot of people watched Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore. I watched them. Jesus, I saw both of those in the theater back in the 90s. So maybe, maybe, I don't know.
Oh, thank you, Chris. I thought I had an extra week on that. Uh, don't forget, Mr. Iglesias premieres on Netflix tomorrow. So I thought it was next week. Thank you, Chris. I'm glad you said that. Uh, Mr. Iglesias uh, will be premiering on Netflix tomorrow. That's uh, Gabriel Iglesias. I always just think of him as Fluffy. <laughs> he likes to go out and say, I'm Fluffy. Uh, make sure you check that out on uh <laughs> Make sure you check that out on Netflix, and I can guarantee uh, that Mr. the Mr. Iglesias show will actually do 30 bajillion viewers as opposed to 30 million because that's going to be a fantastic show. We are a little biased, of course, because our very own Chris Hassong, uh has worked on that. He was was an AD on that show, and so hopefully they do well, and, uh, and he continues to AD on that show. I didn't want to bring it up, but unfortunately, Abby's was canceled. I'm a big fan of Abby's. Was even if, I was a fan outside of... Uh, Outside of one of our very own working on it, and and unfortunately that one got canceled because that's what TV networks do is they cancel great shows and leave terrible shows on the air like Big Bang Theory for 20 years. I know that's ridiculous. I don't get it. Uh, Alamo Drafthouse. Alamo Drafthouse. I don't know if you guys are familiar with this. It's actually a Texas theater brand uh, started in Texas. Real popular. Uh, been in the news a lot. They did like an all female screening of Wonder Woman. They've done all kinds of cool, crazy things. Um, at their theaters, and they have like crazy food and drinks and stuff. They're finally opening one of these in downtown Los Angeles. Something that's been in the work for like five years. They were supposed to, for those of you familiar with with downtown Los Angeles, they were supposed to be opening it in that uh, in that Seventh and Fig uh, like complex that's down there near LA Live, not in LA Live, but nearby LA Live. And they got pushed back like a couple years. And finally, it looks like they're going to have a soft open in July. I'm looking forward to this just because I'm curious how. Um, these Alamo draft houses, how they are. I, I really want to see how it goes. They're very popular. I'm surprised it took that long, even with red tape and everything else. I'm surprised it took that long to get one here in Los Angeles just because it is so popular. More Disney news, too. Uh, more Disney news. What do you think the more Disney news is? That's right. More layoffs. More layoffs for Disney Studios pertaining to the Disney-Fox merger. Uh, the pink slips were going out this week, so uh, apologies to any of you out there listening that might have gotten your, your pink slip. Uh, this week from Disney, I, I know I've been there. <laughs> I've been there. I had too big of a smile on my face when I got my pink slip because I'd been there so long. And I was like, sweet, you have to give me so much money for me to leave here. But cool, let's do this. Uh, but it's it's got to be frustrating. And, and, and uh, you know, I feel for anyone out there that's getting it. But that's the other thing is we've been talking about this literally for years, years, layoffs at Disney, uh, almost since the beginning of the podcast. And this is just to to the mouse. It's all about the bottom line all about the bottom line and you know there's going to be more layoffs based on this uh but don't worry because disney's still doing just fine in fact to the point where they just announced a new pixar movie uh for 2020 it's going to be coming out in june of 2020 god i'm gonna have so much trouble once we get to like 2020 it's gonna be 2020 because it's weird like 2019 doesn't sound as weird as 2020 you know what i mean Got to kind of adjust that. 2020. Uh, so it'll be launching next year in June, about a year from today, just about a year from today. It's called Soul, like S-O-U-L. So you know this is going to be a bit of a tearjerker. I'm, I'm sure it's going to be a bit of a tearjerker. We don't have a lot of information on it outside of it. It will come out next June, uh, but I will give you the tagline from this. Uh, and this is, and I quote, Ever wonder where your passion, your dreams, and your interests come from? What is it that makes you, you? End quote. Uh, so probably going to be a little too deep for me. I, you know, that's the thing. I don't, I don't need my cart. Like it's good on you, Pixar. I know people love it. Like that. Uh, what was the, the thing with the emotions inside out, you know, and up, I watched up once and I was like, that's enough. I don't ever need to see that again. I, and it's a fantastic movie. I don't ever seen that, ever need to see that again. That's the thing. I, I enjoy these things. It, it's, it's like hallelujah. The song hallelujah. I love it. I can't listen to it all the time. I can't. It's very rare that I can listen to it because I will literally start tearing up just depending where I am. So you got to, you know, and that's going to happen with soul. Uh, but look forward to that for those of you that are Pixar fans. I'm a Pixar fan. It's just they're getting a little too deep. And for me personally, with, with my mental illness, it can be a little triggering at times to uh, to watch films like that. Nothing against them. I think they're fantastic films. I think Pixar does a great job as much as I give Disney a hard time and everything. Pixar, uh, they do a fantastic job. They really do, which they are part of Disney. Disney does a fantastic job with Pixar, uh, but that's that's the team at Pixar that's making all that happen. Uh, and again, more Disney news. Oh, I feel like we're just so much Disney news this week. It's getting annoying. Uh, Avengers Endgame. That's right. Avengers Endgame coming to theaters. You're like, but Sean, 
it's been in theaters for so long. And it has. And in fact, it's starting to get pushed out of theaters with other big summer releases. So what Disney has done, what Kevin Feige has done, the head of Marvel, is they've decided they are going to re-release Avengers Endgame. And for those of you out there that are saying, why am I going to go watch the same three-hour movie once again? No, no, no. They have added additional unseen footage to the film. It's not an extended cut. Not an extended cut. It is, however, additional footage being added to the film. So if you want to go spend another three hours in the theater uh, and and go watch uh, Avengers Endgame again. For me personally, I watched all the important parts on YouTube. I will not be spending any money to go see Avengers Endgame. I've seen I've seen all the important parts. I'll probably watch it on like Blu-ray in you know five years from now when I borrow it from somebody. Uh, this is and and I gotta be honest. This is basically a push uh, for Avengers Endgame to to beat out the Avatar total box office. That's literally what this is. It came so close and then it started getting shifted out of theaters because you, you, it's summertime and they only have so many screens and it's been out for a while. So this is their strategy. Uh, and the thing is, people will go. People will go again, and they will go see it again, and they're going to line Kevin Feige's pockets, they're going to line the mouse's pockets, and they're going to help it beat Avatar, which I'm actually okay with because Avatar was a truly terrible movie. Truly. Truly terrible movie. Uh, Avatar fans, send me the hate mail. What, what do the kids say on Twitter? At me. I'm not, even, I'm not saying don't at me. At me. Come at me, bro. Tell me why Avatar is not a terrible movie because it's terrible. It's freaking terrible. God, I hate that movie. I'm not even an Endgame fan, but I do kind of hope that that uh, that it beats it out. Just because Avatar, it's a terrible movie. <laughs> like Avatar is a really terrible movie. And send me emails with your like, but it's so deep, and it's I don't care. It's a terrible movie. I don't care. And you know me, I usually sit here and say, ah, oh, I don't complain. It's my opinion. No, it's a terrible movie. My opinion should be your opinion too. <laughs> it's terrible, terrible. Ah, oh, speaking of Marvel. More Marvel news. We've just we're just bursting with Marvel news this week. Apparently, and Kevin Feige confirmed this in an interview this week. Uh, Marvel is trying to bring bring Keanu Reeves into the Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, because Keanu Reeves is so hot right now, and we need to just put him into everything possible. And you know, Disney likes to take take. <laughs> That is the best analogy I've ever seen, Chris. Dances with Avatar. <laughs> that is what it is. You basically just encapsulated why I don't like that film. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Uh, so, But, of course, because Keanu Reeves is so hot right now and everybody loves Keanu Reeves, which I never understand these things. And it, I like Keanu Reeves. Like, nothing against Keanu Reeves. I'm just always curious when I wake up one morning and I'm like, oh, Keanu Reeves is the hottest thing on the face of the earth right now. When 20 years ago we were like, this dude can't act. Why is he here? Whoa. Whoa. Like, do you remember that? Do you remember that? Oh, no. Now he's the hottest thing since sliced bread. Uh, again, I'm actually okay with this. I like Keanu Reeves. I don't care for, what's his name, Aquaman? And his super sexist comments, and if, if you want to do do a little digging and see the things that he did on the set of uh, Game of Thrones, yeah, you might not like him as much either. So I'm, I'm okay with it. It's just always so weird to me. Like, why did Keanu Reeves become so popular? Because he was in a Netflix original movie? Like, I don't understand. He's in Toy Story 4? I mean, I mean, Tim Allen's in Toy Story 4, and we all hate Tim Allen. It just, I, it's weird to me. I'm not complaining. I just never understand where these things come from. You get put in a meme, and you're like, oh, Keanu Reeves is the greatest actor on the face of the earth. Like, wait, what? When did that happen? Okay, I'm never going to sleep again, because when I go to sleep, I wake up, and Keanu Reeves is the greatest actor on the face of the earth. It's just weird to me. Uh, and one more piece of uh, MCU news, Marvel Cinematic Universe news, Spider-Man and Venom crossover. Uh, again, Kevin Feige uh, confirmed that this, didn't confirm that it's happening, uh, confirmed that it is very likely we will see a Spider-Man and Venom crossover film here in the next few years. Uh, the interesting thing here is Sony actually still has the rights to Venom, uh, so they would need to sign off on it and be on board. But of course, w when you look at Marvel and the MCU just printing money, like here's the thing, I don't care who I have the rights to. And, and as much as I joke about the greediness of Disney, if someone knock, if, if Kevin Feige knocks on my door and is like, hey, dude, we want to put this weird character that you made up or that you own the rights to in this film, I'd be like, where do I sign? Where do I sign? It, it, just, just show me my percentage. 1%? Cool. We're good. <laughs> All good. 
you know, so I, I get it. I'm sure it's going to happen because people love Spider-Man. I have some friends that love Spider-Man. Uh, I was never a huge Spider-Man fan. I don't, again, don't dislike Spider-Man. I just wasn't a huge Spider-Man fan. I, lo- I love me some uh, some X-Men and some Deadpool. And then give me Flash all day in the DC Universe. I'll take Flash all day in the DC Universe. Ah, good omens. Ha-ha. Bridget and Chris. They are big fans of this show. I, I believe the books as well. Uh, good omens, which... Uh, here's the funny thing. Uh, have have spawned a another useless petition. This one's been signed by, uh, so far, over 20,000 Christians who have signed uh, this petition to cancel the show. The ridiculously funny thing here is they sent the petition to Netflix in an attempt to get the show Good Omens canceled. Well, wall fans, common censors, common sense dictates that when you have a petition and you're trying to get a show off the air, usually you want to send it to the studio that makes the show, the actual studio that makes the show. You see, wall fans, Good Omens is actually an Amazon studio show. It's not a Netflix show. Uh, and these Christians are super upset about it because they, I don't know, it's anti-Christian and all these other things. And I'm just, I, I, like, these things drive me nuts. Hey, AJ. These things drive me nuts, too, because it's like, it's a show. It's a show when it's a book. Nobody's saying your God is bad or anything. It's a show. Just enjoy the damn thing. It was just like that lamb, the gospel according to Biff. If you haven't read that book, I've talked about it on the pod probably a couple years ago at this point, but check it out. Oh, God, fantastic book. And, and that's like the this is like the Christians and Catholics twenty years ago that were like dogma is blasphemy and it's like dude how can you really watch the movie watch the movie it's literally the opposite of blasphemy it's literally the opposite people people they don't watch things and they're like oh there's a guy who's evil who's the devil and the guy who's an angel I, and I haven't watched Good Omens I know I'm okay with Satanism being looked at as normal, Chris. Because i got to be honest, most Satanists I've met, they actually care about people more than most Christians I've met. Not all Christians. I, I know some Christians that, that care greatly for people. Uh, and in fact, there was an Indianapolis Jesuit school that I, well, I'm going to have to save that. I don't have time tonight to talk about that, but that was fantastic. All right, a couple things. Rancid and Pennywise uh, just announced a late summer tour. It's going to be happening September 14th through September 28th. Uh, it is Rancid and Pennywise and then different smaller bands at each stop. We don't know exact bands on each stop. Unfortunately, for those of you in Southern California, it is not coming to Southern California. We'll be heading out to Vegas. Uh, so if you want to catch that, it's probably going to be your closest show is Vegas. Uh, should be a fun little tour that they're doing. I love me some Rancid. I love me some Pennywise. And in fact, I'm seeing them both on Saturday. It's going to be awesome. Uh, Blink-182, they have a new track dropping tomorrow, tomorrow, Friday, today, for those of you that are listening to just the audio once this, the, this episode is uh, is posted. Uh, fingers crossed that it is a good track. It's, it, it's interesting because they teased a couple photos uh, of Mark Hoppus and Matt Skiba basically standing in a set for a music video, and it's the same set as Adam's song from Enema of the State, for those of you that are familiar with, uh, with Blink-182 and Enema of the State. Uh, same video set as Adam's song. So I think there's going to be some weird crossover, which is interesting because they, they reused that set at one point uh, for another one of their music videos off Take Off Your Pants and Jacket. I know, I know way too much about... That's the thing. I just know way too much about San Diego punk rock. Like, my musical knowledge does not go very far, but I know too much about, like, Southern California punk rock, California punk rock, and people always say, it's like, you know a lot. I'm like, I just... I've <laughs> been going to punk rock shows for 25 years. Literally 25 years. Like, I just, I, yeah, I, it's what happens. Uh, and one more thing. Oh, wall fans, common censors. I am, su- I'm ridiculously excited. I am seeing Unwritten Law tomorrow in Pomona at the Glass House. That's right. If you got some free time, I believe there might still be one or two tickets available. Or if you're heading out there, make sure you say hi to me. I'll be the one with the gigantic beard wearing uh, wearing Dickie's jacket with patches all over it. Uh, and, of course, Rancid and Pennywise on Saturday. So, wall fans, common sensors, music fans, if you're going to be there, I will see you in the pit. All right. Where do, no, I'm on the wrong thing here. We're just going to move that out of the way. All right, let's move on to some parenting. I've got a couple of cool things I want to talk about here in the parenting world. Uh, and uh, Chris and or Bridget, when I get to the end of the parenting, if you've got the link handy, you'll know what I'm talking about when we get to it. If you can just throw it on. It's it's on the page, but if you can throw it on the live feed so people watching can see it. 
Uh, teddy bears for IV bags. That's right. Teddy bears for IV bags. There is a 12-year-old named Ella Cassano. Ella Cassano. She has a chronic illness that, that puts her in the hospital at least every eight weeks hooked up to an IV. Uh, she invented teddy bears that, that cover IV bags and, and also serve the purpose of comforting kids that are dealing with a chronic illness uh, or a major illness or they're just in the hospital. Uh, she doesn't actually want to sell them. She's not trying to sell them. She wants to bring them to children that are in the hospital, give them to the kids, and give them a little bit of comfort uh, when it comes to having to be in the hospital, having to be hooked up to an IV. None of those things are fun. None of it. None of that is fun. It's not even fun for an adult, let alone a, a child. Uh, so I think this is a fantastic idea, and all i got to say is good on you, Ella, and, and, and hopefully um, this is going to be a big enterprise. They are, they are working on getting a nonprofit, you know, 5013C, um, certification or I don't know if it's certification whatever it is uh, so they can actually work toward just just making these and donating them to kids that are that are in need that are in need uh, I, just, I think it's fantastic I, I, I can't imagine if if, uh, if my child had to be in the hospital for an extended period of time or dealt with a chronic illness uh, and and any kind of thing that can come to light about that is is fantastic if even if it gives just just a, just a fraction of comfort to, to a kid that's sitting in a laying in a um, in a hospital bed hooked up to an IV then then good on you Ella. Uh, it, it's fantastic that we do still have um, thoughtful and creative youth out there that are that are looking to change the world, and uh, and I hope this this Ella Cassano uh, continues to do that, and and hopefully can fight through her chronic illness and and continue to fight for everyone else out there because she's doing this at 12 years old. 12 years old. At 12 years old, I was jumping on a skateboard and cracking my head open every day. wasn't doing anything near as inspiring as this, but. Thankfully, we have people like her out there in the world uh, who can set an example for the youth and, and hopefully make a difference because we need a lot, especially in, in, in this entire world, but goddamn, especially in this country right now. Uh, household products. Household products. This is an interesting thing that came up from the New York Post. We always think of, uh, you know, cleaning products and stuff. In, in my house, I, I get... You know, everything's locked up, it's it's child safety locked, or it's put on a shelf that, like, my literally my wife can't even reach. We've got all the cleaning chemicals and stuff. It's like, you out of there. you got to keep it away from the kids. And that's why I found this article interesting New York, from the New York Post, like I said, uh, talking about other hazards in the house. I'm not talking about, like, sharp edges and everything else. And the reason this stuck out to me is it's something you don't really think of. Uh, but apparently, in the United States, every two hours... A child is taken to the emergency room for ingesting cosmetic or beauty products. Cosmetic or beauty products. So think about nail polish remover, nail polish, uh, shampoo, conditioner, all these kind of things from ingesting them. And that's why I bring this up because people don't think of that as chemicals. And on top of that, they're not usually not childproof. You know, we have medicines and stuff and cleaning products that, are, that have childproof caps and, and it's very difficult for a child to get into. Think about your nail polish remover if you use nail polish remover. Or think about, I'm trying to think of like what else. I mean, I use like this hair stuff that probably wouldn't be good for my kid to be eating. That's, none of that is childproof. So keep that in mind, all of you parents out there, because it can be dangerous for children. Uh, and I feel like, and that's why I brought this up and, and why I found this interesting is I think, you know, we're so cautious about like cleaning products and other things. Like I said, you don't think about the stuff in your bathroom as much. And and you probably do. I mean, we have like a locked cabinet in the bathroom that has like some stuff in it. Um, and most stuff is high up. But but this inspired me to go do a double check. You know, like, well, what about like shampoo and stuff? Do a double check. Absolutely. Uh, and good on you, Target. Target has announced that they are putting nursing rooms in all of their remodeled stores. If you're familiar with Target, they're remodeling stores around the country. Uh, we just had our local one here in Eagle Rock, which is right next to Highland Park, uh, remodeled very recently. It's fan They did a great job. Fantastic. Uh, bigger toy section, uh, much better design, much better flow, you know. Um, and I'm not going to bore you with kind of the retail marketing side of myself that I, <laughs> that's just ingrained in there from, from youth. Uh, but good on them. I will say, what is that that you're sharing? I don't know if that's what I was asking for the share on, Chris. I want to share on this next thing if you have the link. Or are you just sharing? Yeah, no. Oh, no, that's something else. I'm going to look at that later. All right, but I will say, uh, hopefully, let's also get changing tables in all the men's rooms at all the targets. Changing tables in the men's rooms, for the love of God. 
All right, and I've talked about this a couple times, and the link is actually shared on uh, our Facebook page, facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall. But I'm going to continue to talk about it uh, over and over again for the next month or so until the campaign is over, and that is Six Minutes Film. That's right, Six Minutes Film. Uh, this is a film from uh, Joey Isabel McClellan, uh, who actually happens to be a personal friend of uh, Chris Hassong, our, one of our NR producers. Um, and I've talked about it, so I'm not going to get into the, the craziness of this. Just go back to, I don't think it was on episode 100, but episode 99. Uh, big campaign on Kickstarter to get this short film made uh, that revolves around chil- uh, children and a teacher being trapped in a closet during a school shooting. This is very very close and should be close and personal to all of you out there, but especially if you have children, my child's not in school yet. Uh, but it's it still scares me on a daily basis when I see these things happen. So this is a fantastic thing. Uh, 32 days to go on the project. Uh, they are more than, more than halfway to the goal, more than halfway to the goal. Uh, so please, please, we will share Chris. If you have the link handy, share it on the live feed, unless that's what you shared. And it's just showing funky to me. Uh, but if you have the Kickstarter link, share it on the live feed for those uh, for those people just catching it on the live feed. Uh, but if you don't see it on there, make sure you head over to facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall. Uh, you're going to find the link right there or just go to Kickstarter and search six minutes film and it's going to come up uh, just just right away. Uh, please back this project. These are things that we need more of in the world. Uh, Joey is also a she's a mother of three boys. Who are all go to school on a on a well not daily during the summer but go to school on a daily basis and she has that stress and and uh, and I think this can bring a lot more awareness to things that many of us are aware of but many many other people out there aren't doing anything about it and so we need to as a society continue to do these things and continue to bring awareness to this uh, to such an important topic that that tends to get glossed over it used to be you know so important and now it gets really glossed over because it happens so often. So we're going to continue to share this. Uh, Go tell it to the wall. We'll be making a substantial con- substantial contribution uh, to Six Minutes Film and their Kickstarter uh, campaign. I'm just basically waiting until toward the end when I can kind of swoop in and be like, ha ha, that's what we'll do. So uh, please, please, please support Six Minutes uh, and their Kickstarter campaign that's going on right now. Uh, there it is. Thank you, Chris. For those of you watching only on the live feed, that would be the actual link uh, to get to the the six minutes film Kickstarter. So check them out. All right, let's get into some tech news. Tech news. This one's actually important. This one is important. If you have a uh, a MacBook Pro, if you have an Apple MacBook at home, uh, this is important for you. They just like literally just today, I believe, maybe yesterday late in the day yesterday, announced a recall on some MacBooks. This would be the the MacBooks released in 2015 with a Retina display. Uh, And the reason it's important is they had some issues with batteries in those MacBooks, not on all of them, but on many of them, uh, where the battery could overheat and catch fire. Your laptop could literally catch fire. Uh, Hey, Ryan. So if you have a MacBook, I would say if you have a MacBook from around 2015, with or without a retina display, just get yourself to the Apple store, have them check it out because you don't want your house to burn down. Uh, These are the super important uh, recalls when these come out. I always make sure we get them, especially in the tech news section. Uh, Facebook Libra. Yeah, Libra. You know what that is? Not the uh, astrological sign. Astronomical. It's the astronomical sign. No, not the astrological sign Libra, which I believe is a Astrological sign. I'm not too big on astrological signs, but I believe it might be. Uh, this is actually the new cryptocurrency from Facebook. I teased this a uh, week or two ago on one of our episodes. It's officially out now. And honestly, I don't know much about Libra, but I would say avoid it. That's just my advice. Facebook can't even keep themselves out of the news. They can't keep their news feeds in line. They, like they're having trouble. They're doing congressional hearings and everything. Yet, sure, cryptocurrency. It, it blows my mind. Every freaking time, I'm like, really? Really? That's what it is. Yeah, you got to watch out for your vape pens, too. That's a good call, Ryan. That is that is 2019. Uh, com- laptops, cell phones, and and vape and vape pens blowing up in faces. That that's what happens. Just get yourself get yourself a Pax pen. If you're gonna have a vape pen, get yourself a Pax pen. Get something quality. Don't break it open and mess with it. That's what a lot of people do with those vaporizers. I know a little bit about vaporizers. 
Not a lot. Nobody, like, I don't know a lot. I just know the research that I've done uh, on my own personal products. Uh, Microsoft has teamed up with the company Kano. Kano, I believe it's Kano. Uh, they do they do kind of build your own robotics kits and everything else. Well, well Microsoft has partnered with them on a build your own PC laptop kit. Uh, so kids and adults alike can actually buy one of these kits and, and, and build your own Windows 10 laptop, which is pretty cool. I'm not technically savvy enough to be building my own stuff. I prefer to just go to the store and, and pick it up and say, here's the specs I need. Please give me a new computer. But I know many people out there like to build their own things, and I wish I was talented enough to do that myself because, I don't know, maybe I'd have a better computer for cheaper or about the same price for better. I don't know. I don't know. It's over my head. We talk tech news, but we talk about, like, iPhones and stuff. No, just kidding. Uh, but check that out if you're interested in building your own your own laptop Windows 10 computer. Uh, speaking of Windows Windows 10 computers, Wacom, 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 Wacom. This, if you're not familiar with this company, this might go straight over your head. Uh, they make the uh, the drawing tablets. They're kind of the premier maker of drawing tablets. I got one sitting under the desk right here. I just don't use it a lot because nowadays I'm able to go directly on my my screen with with this handy dandy little stylus right in here. Uh, but Wacom actually came out with a new rechargeable bamboo ink uh, stylus for Windows 10 tablets. This is really cool because the touch points are actually, I believe, a little better than my current stylus for my, my Windows 10 uh, Surface Pro. Uh, but the other cool thing is it's rechargeable. I will tell you, that's what kills me on, on this stylus is it's not a double-A battery. It's not a triple-A battery. It is a quadruple-A battery. Not easy to find. Not super easy to find. Uh, so rechargeable one, you're not going to be searching around for one of those quadruple A batteries. It's going to run you about $100, but that's about what the stylus is for the, the Surface Pros and most Windows 10 uh, laptops and tablets go for. Anyway, so that, that's about what you're looking at. If you're a Wacom fan, I, which I am, I might be picking one of these up in the next few months here. Uh, some news from Google. Google has come out and said they are done making tablets, uh, and they have actually canceled two unreleased products. Uh, so this would be the Pixel Slate and the Pixel Book. They're no longer making them. No longer making them. It doesn't mean that your your current Pixel Slate or Pixel Book is going to disintegrate or anything. You just won't be able to buy a newer version of them. This totally makes sense to me. Uh, Google is more of a software company with a little bit of hardware, kind of how Microsoft has, has evolved into where they're like, well, we have software everywhere, but we do have these couple pieces of hardware. And I think for Google, their piece of hardware is going to be, um, oh, my God, the Pixel Phone. Pixel phone, which is just so popular. Uh, so it makes sense for Google. Just just worry about your software and everything else and, and not have to worry about multiple products like that. Uh, speaking of products, Samsung Galaxy Fold. That's right. This is the folding smartphone that was kind of was was going to be released and took pre-orders and then it went away because they were having issues with it. Well, we got confirmation that it is ready for market. So that should be coming out literally in the next couple weeks. You're going to start being able to pre-order, uh, and it's probably going to launch in about a month or so, the Galaxy Fold phone. Uh, again, keeping in mind it's going to run you $2,000. So if you have the money to spend $2,000 on a foldable smartphone, you're probably not wasting your time listening to me. You're probably sitting in a meeting with a bunch of shareholders. No, I'm just kidding. That's not that much money. It's too much for me. I'm not spending $2,000 on a phone. I, I didn't even like when they got up to like, a thousand dollars, you know, it, it was just, it was too much for me. Um, but then we just got to push that barrier, push it, push it, push it. Uh, but if you are looking for a more basic phone, remember the Palm phones that I talked about a while ago, the tiny phone that came out from Palm, it's like super small and really can work in conjunction with your current smartphone. Uh, you can only get it through Verizon for a while that for a while there. Uh, they just announced that they are now available unlocked. So you can get yourself an unlocked Palm Tiny Phone for $350 and take it to whichever carrier you like, including Google Fi, I'm sure. Um, and then I, I, I kind of still want one. I want it with in conjunction with my smartphone. I like having my smartphone at times, uh, but like this weekend would be perfect. I'm going to the Gnarly Town Festival on Saturday. I would just be carrying that thing. Just be carrying. I don't need the smartphone. I just need it like emergencies. My wife can call me. Like if something's happening, send me a text message or I can call my friend Laura uh, when I inevitably lose her at the Gnarly Town Festival. She's my, my concert going partner. Uh, and that's that, you know, that that'll work. That'll work for me. So I kind of want one. I, I don't know that I want to shell out $350 for one, but I, I do kind of want one. Uh, come on, Palm. Sponsor, go tell it to the wall. I will use your phone. I will talk about it on the podcast. Come on, bring it. $350. You don't, I don't even need payment. I will, I will give you five episode mentions, and I will use the phone 
uh, if you just give me one. Get on it, Palm. Come at me. <laughs> at me. At me, Palm. That's right. All right. Well, I got a couple common sense stories that I want to talk about because we are literally over time already here. Uh, there were some high school football players in Utah. Uh, two of them were kicked off of their football team, their high school football team, for burning a pride flag. That's right. And on top of that, uh, they're also on video saying threatening things. And I believe, and I quote, one of the things on the video, and I quote, please, please, if you're listening to this, and I quote, uh, death to all gays, end quote. That was one of the things said on the actual video. Disgusting, disgusting, disgusting. Uh, I'm glad they were kicked off their football team, but honestly, they should be kicked out of school and they should have to go to sensitivity training. I'm so sick of this stuff with people doing ridiculously hateful and sensitive things and then we do we kick them off of a sports team. Don't even kick them out of an institution. We need to hit a point where people like this are not only kicked off a sports team, they're also kicked out of a school and then they have to go to sensitivity training. They have to. But we don't do that for high school kids. We don't do that for young kids. We say, well, no, you can't play football anymore. Give me a fucking break. Who cares about that? And you know who's better about this? And this is for adults. Major League Baseball actually has a a sensitivity um, spokesperson. And I could be wrong with that title. But essentially, if if, if somebody... uh, if somebody in the major league in major league baseball gets in trouble for saying something insensitive or doing something insensitive, they have to go to sensitivity training with this person. Those are adults. These are fucking millionaires. But for high school kids, we kick them off a football team. Disgusting. I shouldn't be surprised. It's it's Utah. It's Utah. Don't get mad at me, Utah friends. I know you're in Utah. I got burner friends in Utah. But come on, this is like when I say things about Texas and say all the things you want about California. That terrible nice weather. Terrible progressives out there. Terrible, beautiful entertainment and art. Yeah. (laughs) Talk shit on California people. Come at me. I feel like I've said come at me too many times this episode. But what are you going to do? Right? What are you going to do? All right. ESPN. God, I hate that I'm even talking about this. I had to talk about the Kardashians for half a second earlier. Now I'm talking about this. ESPN and LeVar Ball. Uh, LeVar Ball got gross on a show this week. I'm not. I'm not even going to tell you exactly what he said. He got, he got disgusting, uh, and, and and sexually insensitive, uh, and borderline sexually harassing a female host on an ESPN show. Uh, and then after that, of course, ESPN came out and said we are not going to have him on ESPN programming anymore, at least for a long while. Here's the thing, ESPN. ESPN owned by Disney, owned by the mouse. Yeah, I know. Here's the thing. This sh- you shouldn't be shocked at this. You're telling me the dude that came after female hosts and said, stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. Multiple times. Sexist, bigoted asshole who said he married his wife because she was tall and he knew that she could give him tall children. We're shocked that he did something stupid and insensitive on air and borderline sexually harassed a female host. ESPN created this son of a bitch. They created the asshole. And then they come out high and mighty like, we're not going to have him on our programming anymore. Give me a fucking break, ESPN. You created him. You put him on the air in the first place. You knew all the shit that he does and the shit that he would do. Don't get high and mighty with me here, ESPN. He's a disgusting human being. He really is. He's a disgusting human being. Uh, and apparently non-alcoholic craft beers are a big thing. Yep, super popular to the point where there's a couple breweries that were doing these non-alcoholic craft brews and were selling out of them in a matter of days after they would do these smaller batches of non-alcoholic beers. Um, I get it. That's the thing. If you really want to enjoy it, for me personally, I love craft beers. I enjoy them. I've got one right here. Borderline craft beer. Take the alcohol out of my craft beer. And I th- if you enjoy it, do it. But I'm just giving you my personal take. It's the same way I look at Coors Light. I will drink any beer out there with the exception of Coors Light. Because if you're going to give me a Coors Light, just give me a water. Because it's about the taste, it tastes about the same, and I don't need the alcohol from that. The reason is the additional calories in Coors Light. So keep this in mind, wall fans, common sensors. Uh, you're not getting the alcohol 
but you're also getting all of the calories that you would still get with a normal beer. So, you know, if you really want to enjoy it, good on you. I'd rather have a water personally. And of course, the one thing, the last thing I want to leave you with is apparently in Florida, they're holding a fry fest. That's right. Not fire. Fry. F-R-Y-E. Like fire, but spelled fry. Because of course, we can't let the fucking fire festival die. It just won't die. Can we just get off of it? I'm so sick of this being beat to death. Just beat to death. Fire festival. Ha ha ha. And every article you see about any kind of... <laughs> I like that, Chris. <laughs> Anytime you see a festival or anything that moderately fails, the headline is, Fire festival. This this festival, just like fire festivals. <laughs> like, can we stop? Can we stop, please? And stop with the puns about the stupid fry festival. I love french fries, but stop with the stupid puns. Let's get over it. I'm so tired of fire festival. I'm so tired of uh, Ja Rule. Uh. So tired of all that shit. Stop giving the guy a book deal. The Billy dude. Let's stop with all of it, Billy McFarland. See, now I got to have that name permanently in my head. People gross me out. On that note, wall fans, common sensors, that's right. We are way over time again. I knew we'd be over time again today, tonight. Uh, don't forget, no episode next Thursday. The episode will be recorded. The official Centibration episode will be recorded a week from this Saturday, Saturday the 29th. Uh, we will have everyone in studio. Look for announcements coming out regarding that. And, of course, don't forget, if you're going to be in Pomona tomorrow at Unwritten Law at the Glass House uh, or down in San Pedro at Gnarly Town Festival down there, uh, look for me. Let's right. Look for me. Uh, giant beard, kind of high-teased faux hawk hair. Uh, and if you see me, I'll be running around both of those things with a... Uh, with a short little, short, not short, shorter, everyone's shorter to me, uh, with my friend uh, who's a shorter redhead, so just look for us, say what's up to me, uh, I'll be carrying some Go Tell to the Wall stickers, so I will hook you up if you're listening and you're going to be at one of those festivals, I'm going to be enjoying it. All right, on that note, wall fans, common sensors, podcast consumers, and of course social media world. This has been episode 101 of Go Tell to the Wall podcast. I am, of course, your favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Tell the Wall Pod, at Magic Muppet, of course, Facebook.com slash Go Tell to the Wall, and most importantly, Sean O'Rourke Live.com. We will be back a week from Saturday. And until then, Wall fans, common sensors, remember no matter what you do, no matter who you're with, no matter where you go, no matter why you are doing it, always, always use common sense.